Hello everybody and welcome to Jack's Corner. I'm your host Tarzan Bonanno and Happy New Year. Uh, Jack today is going to tell us about his private meetings with Pope St. John Paul II. Ain't that right, Jack? Yes, Tarzan. Happy New Year to you and to everyone listening in. All right, Jack. So how'd this happen and... uh, what story are you going to tell us? Okay, well, um, this is going to be the first of uh, maybe seven episodes um, in which I met face-to-face and shook hands with the Bishop of Rome, otherwise known as the Pope. Uh, and uh, these were probably seven of my most exciting days of my life. It's, it's you know, quite a thrill and an honor and a blessing. Uh, to meet a Pope um, in general, uh, but then also uh, to be even um, more unique, uh, that I was able to have fairly private audiences. And when you say private, that means a group of less less than 10 usually. Uh, Sometimes it's a private audience that's a couple hundred. Um, I've been to a few of those, but they aren't nearly as exciting as when you're in a room with just two or three other people. Uh, and and the Pope and his translator and the photographer uh, who's there all the time. Um, but this is going to be the first of, of a series. Uh, so to introduce it, uh, I, I simply call it just uh, my audiences with popes. I've met the, the last three popes a total of seven times face to face where I have sh- shook their hands, gotten their blessing, uh, and in some cases had a little conversation with them. Um, this is actually the second of the seven. The first was in 1995 when uh, Archbishop Metropolitan Judson Protzik of blessed memory was given the pallium in Rome as being a new metropolitan of the Catholic Church that year. And we had a private audience uh, in the Apostolic Palace, a group of about 80 of us from Pittsburgh, and uh, the Pope walked around and greeted each one of us. And I have a picture on my wall of me uh, with Father Andrew Deskevich, who's now the Protestant cellist in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's standing next to me because he was a seminarian at, back in 1995, almost 30 years ago. And uh, so it's it's a, a classic picture of me shaking uh, uh, John Paul's hand. But in 1999, the story I'm going to tell today Uh, I was accompanying Archbishop Sevalod of Skopolis, who was Ukrainian Orthodox Archbishop uh, for the entire United States um, under the omophore of the Patriarch of Constantinople. So in those days, there were two jurisdictions in the U.S. of Ukrainian Orthodox. One was with Bartholomew and the other was independent. Uh, and it split off from Moscow some years before that. And uh, at that time, they had, had not yet merged. But in 1999, um, they were separate, and Archbishop Sevlod was the head of it. He was a frequent visitor to Washington and would stay with me when he came to town. He was also one of the founders of the Oriental Illuminate Conferences in 1997. And uh, I published three of his collected works uh, called We Are All Brothers, essays and speeches that he'd given over the years. And in 1999, um, 
I made arrangements through the office of Cardinal uh, Cassidy, the head of the Pontifical Council for Christianity, now now called the Dicastery. Through Cardinal Cassidy's office, uh, we requested a private audience um, with uh, St. John Paul, uh, then just Pope John Paul uh, II, uh, to uh, follow up on a meeting that he and several had had in Denver at World Youth Day when it was held there uh, in the 90s, uh, and to also follow up on the founding of Eastern Church's journal that I had started um, earlier in the 90s, 1993. And so the plan was to visit uh, Rome, visit other luminaries, uh, around the around the city, uh, but then have an audience with John Paul, and uh, it was granted uh, on December the tenth, uh, which turned out to be an auspicious day because it was Archbishop Sevlod's seventy second birthday. That same day, the day that the audience was scheduled was his birthday, so it was it was going to be a real special celebration. Um, it was very private in that the audience itself was just um, the Archbishop, myself, and a Father Joseph Mai, who acted as translator between the Pope and us. Um, and uh, so it was just the three of us with a photographer for, uh, well, I was in the room maybe about 10 or 12 minutes. The Archbishop had another 15 to 20 minutes privately. And it was just the two of them because the archbishop actually was born in Poland of Ukrainian uh, parents. And so he was fluent in Polish, as, of course, the pope was. And so they had an, uh, a, a longer conversation than planned. And it was in Polish. They didn't need any uh, translators. And after the audience, I asked the archbishop what they talked about. And he simply said to me in his deep baritone voice, that is between me and the Pope. <laughs> he, would, he wouldn't tell me what they talked about. Uh, but anyway, um, I made arrangements for the audience. And then I also asked the Cardinal's office if we could schedule a mass time or a time slot for us to have a private liturgy at the tomb of St. Peter and the crypt of the Basilica of St. Peter. Uh, I had heard about the uh, various altars that they had uh, below and that you could schedule uh, private mass time for your group. Uh, from a, I learned that from a Monsignor friend of mine who had done it a few times himself with groups. So he sort of told me and advised me how to go about doing it. We requested it through Cardinal Cassidy's office. The Cardinal's office then sent the request to the Holy See, uh, and they scheduled it with a guy who just takes care of scheduling masses. Uh, and we booked it well enough in advance that we get the same morning as our audience with the Pope. And those uh, mass time slots are usually booked very early. so. We had an 8 a.m. time slot at the tomb, and it was the altar that actually faced the glass where the tomb is. So it was not one of the side altars, but the main altar uh, right in front. Uh, and so we started the day 
going to pick up all of the religious items we needed for liturgy that we were borrowing from the Rusikum, the Russian college where Father Taft uh, was the uh, professor. He was loaning us the chalice and discos and all the other things. They they gave us a bottle of red wine uh, and a prosphora uh, that the archbishop could use. And so we picked all those things up and headed over to St. Peter's. Uh, we went into the sacristy and signed in. They had us on the schedule. They assigned us an altar boy to help us with everything. But of course, we didn't need the altar boy for the liturgy itself. Uh, a Roman Catholic Italian altar boy wouldn't know first thing about what was going on. <laughs> so uh, we uh, we went down and I was his cantor and I turned out to be the acolyte. So I got dressed up in a stick car and we went down. And so I was his uh, server. And also um, I did the all the people's responses and they reserved the, the altar, but Surprisingly, they closed off that entire section of the crypt. And so there were not any even visitors or guests walking by. Uh, the only thing we had was a guard keeping everyone out. And it was just the archbishop and I having liturgy together. It was it was a very, very special event that I can still remember to this day. Uh, and I have to admit, it's the first time to do it in public, that although I very, very much desire to receive the Eucharist, at that liturgy, um, I chose not to because we were not yet in full communion. And uh, I didn't even wanna ask to embarrass the archbishop that he might say no. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't want uh, to take the chance. And so I just left it. He had communion himself uh, and, and that was it. But it was a very exciting uh, liturgy. Uh, we finished the liturgy uh, after an hour and half or so, uh, we had a few minutes to wait, so we rested and we went up, just up into the Apostolic Palace from St. Peter's and uh, our audience was scheduled for 11 a.m. We arrived a bit early and so we were sitting in the anteroom um, with a bunch of uh, Roman Catholic bishops from Santo Domingo. Uh, all the bishops of the country were there for their ad limina visit there every five years that bishops go to have a one-on-one -on -one with the Pope. Uh, and uh, so we were waiting with them. Um, and after a few minutes uh, of waiting, they announced that it was our turn. So we were invited to the next ante room where we stood and waited just a few seconds while the previous audience person went out one of the side doors and we were escorted into the room where uh, the Pope was sitting behind a big, completely cleared desk. And it was his audience room uh, where he greeted everyone. Uh, he of course stood up and recognized the archbishop. Uh, they greeted each other very, very friendly. Uh, and uh, of course we're speaking Polish to each other in their greetings. The Vatican photographer uh, took a few pictures. Um, and um, the pictures we, I still have, of course, of the three of us, uh, I took five bound volumes of Eastern Church's journal. So I had a whole stack of books that I presented to the Pope. And of course, immediately someone senior came and took them away 
uh, as they do with a lot of gifts the Pope gets. Uh, he sort of just touches them or receives them, and then uh, some assistant whisks them away to the Vatican archives. And uh, I'm sure those archives keep growing and growing because he has audiences like this all day long, typically. Um, I remember the the private part of the audience uh, in that uh, uh, the Polish priest, Father Mai, was explaining to the Pope in Polish who I was, why I was there. I picked up a word or two here where, you know, he said, Mr. Figel, and then he said, America, uh, and even in Polish, you can understand what those words were. Uh, and so as the Polish priest is explaining to the Pope who I am and why I'm there, and then I'm accompanying Archbishop Sevlod. I was standing next to the Pope, and unbeknownst to me, he just put his hand down and took my hand in his hand and held it. Um, and I had this wave of feeling come over me as if I was holding on to the hand of Christ. It was, it was such an incredible feeling um, that... You know, here I was uh, holding, or the Pope of Rome was reaching out to to hold my hand, uh, and uh, it was it was just uh, and and John Paul exuded holiness with his whole person. Uh, he was such a spiritual man. Uh, a lot of people criticize him of you know doing certain things not right, but I I had him in great uh, respect because of. What he did in 1995 with the documents Ut Unum Sint on ecumenism, and of course the document Oriental Illumin, the Light of the East, that we've taken as a brand name for all the ecumenical work that I've been doing for the last 25 years. Uh, those all came from St. John Paul. So being in his presence and him holding my hand um, was a really, really special joy. Uh, when I when I first greeted him with my books. I said to him the greeting that we, we use in the Slavic churches, and that is, uh, Slava Isusu Christu, glory to Jesus Christ. And of course, being a Slav himself, uh, he immediately knew what I said and responded accordingly. Uh, Slava Naviki, glory forever. Uh, so here I was talking to the Pope in uh, Slavonic and giving him a greeting, and he responded in, in kind. It was, it was really special. After I gave him the books and he held my hand for a while, um, I think we just sort of uh, chatted for a few more minutes. Um, mostly it was the archbishop and he speaking in Polish with me just sort of standing there. Uh, and then when the audience was over, uh, or at least my time of it was, because the archbishop stayed after me uh, and they had their one-on-one -on -one discussion, uh, the assistant, Father Mai, said to me, you know, uh, you know, it's time for me to, to move on and uh, let them have their own conversation. I went to the Pope and went to kiss his hand to ask for his blessing. And I said to him, the greeting in Slavonic of, uh, you know, many years. So I said, no Elita. And the only evidence I have that he understood everything that was being said and he understood who I was and where I came from and why I was there and so forth, was that he responded with, and I'll never forget, it's quote exactly his words, Noha Elita, 
to YouTube. He just he said the word back to me and then put the English in it. And that was the uh, that was, you know, sort of the proof that he knew that I was an American and why I was there and so forth. And uh, I was I was just, uh, you know, thrilled with the whole experience. It was really uh, something special uh, to to be with him. And then uh, Archbishop Savlod stayed on, I think, for another 15 or 20 minutes. And when he came out, um, we heard the assistants and the secretaries that were moving people for their audiences in and out with the Pope. Uh, I didn't know Italian, but the archbishop did. And he said he heard one of the assistants um, uh, say, uh, you know, that we went overtime. We were there longer than we were supposed to. But the Pope replied to the assistant and said, it was so nice and pleasant to have a friendly visitor this time of the morning. So uh, it seemed that the Pope was very happy that we were there. And he probably would have liked to have had our audience last longer and longer because the other meetings that he had scheduled were with popes, or sorry, with bishops coming from all over the world to talk to him about problems and what was going on in their diocese. And here, here we were just making a social call, uh, just a nice little visit and uh, with some gifts. So it was, uh, it was, it was a special, special event. Uh, another remembrance other than the pictures I have is that rather than most papal audiences, when you receive a rosary uh, blessed by the Pope, from one of the assistants as you go through the line or on several other occasions I received directly from the Pope's hands. In this case, since we were there on a fairly unique basis and it was just the two of us, I got a little bronze medallion with the Pope's image on it. And inside, I think the number is, it said 385 out of a thousand for the whatever year, 23rd year of his pontificate. So I have, uh, it, I, I don't know if it's 23rd, but it, it's a, uh, it was, you know, especially um, created medallion just to be given to, you know, private audience uh, participants. And it was uh, in a white box. I have a picture of him giving me the white box. So I have photographic proof that that's who I got it from. And um now that white box and the medallion inside, I think, are considered a, a third-class relic or second-class relic or something, something that a saint has touched uh, and that he gave me. Second class would be something that the person who became a saint owned. First okay. is body part. Second is ownership. Third is touched. Touched. Okay. So I guess it was the third-class Third class relic, and I have it on my special knickknack shelf, along with the other rosaries and things I've gotten from popes over the years. Yes, it also um, becomes a third class relic if you touch something to a first or second class relic. Oh, okay. So my rosary okay. is a third class relic of Saint Bernadette because I touched it to an article of her clothing. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So um, that afternoon we went back. To uh, to our hotel and uh, well actually I think we went for lunch and you know in the joy of, of having had a successful meeting we then uh, that evening 
uh, invited Cardinal Cassidy to join us for dinner, along with Father Robert Taft, uh, and also um, Archbishop uh, Marbawai Soro, who was at that time with the Assyrian Church of the East, and was promoting um, uh, communion and uh, ecumenical relations between the Assyrian Church and the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, anyway, he invited them out for dinner. Uh, we used the Cardinal's name because it was a Friday uh, to get into one of the famous fish restaurants uh, so that we could have a nice fish dinner. And on Friday nights, all the restaurants in Rome are quite packed and it's hard to get a reservation. So we used the Cardinal's name. Uh, and of course, you know, the restaurant pulled out all the stops when they know a Cardinal's coming. Uh, get a lot of clout with when you have a, uh, you know, someone like that in your, in your group. Uh, and um, so in fact, the Cardinal brought a book as a birthday gift for the Archbishop. Father Taft brought something and Marbo Isora brought something. But at the beginning of the dinner, uh, I went to make a toast with the wine we had, and I said, uh, you know, I want, want to make a toast to, for many years for the Archbishop. Um, and then I said, I'd like to know from the gathered expertise at the table, which is probably the highest concentration of knowledgeable people of relations between the East and the West, with Father Taft, Marbo Wasserl, and Cardinal Cassidy himself, and the Archbishop. I said, or I asked the group, I said, can anyone um, uh, tell me whether or not the event that I experienced this morning has ever happened before? And that was that an Orthodox bishop celebrated the Eucharist over the tomb of St. Peter. And they said, no, they could not think of another occasion when that has happened since the schism of 1054. So it was the first time in almost a thousand years that a bishop, now they said that there have been a few Orthodox priests that have done it over the years, but never before a bishop since the schism of 1054. So not only do we have a special audience with St. John Paul, uh, and we had a great birthday party for the archbishop, uh, but we made history uh, in that it was... Uh, the first time in a thousand years that an Orthodox bishop uh, had a Eucharist uh, at the tomb of St. Peter. So it was, it was quite a special trip, quite a special audience. Uh, I won't go into other parts of the, of the trip. That's uh, going to be in my autobiography about pilgrimages and audiences. Uh, but this will give uh, our listeners a little bit of uh, food for thought. Um, and uh, we'll have uh, another story uh, on a future episode of uh, another meeting I had with St. John Paul, and then meetings with Pope Benedict and with Pope Francis. So you're concluding here? Yes. All right. Then for How's the... That? Good 20 minutes? Yep. All right. For those listening, again, thank you for coming to Jack's Corner. Uh, this concludes the episode, the first episode, I guess, of Papal Audiences. Again, Happy New Year, have a great week, and God bless.